Welcome to Soul Driven, a podcast dedicated to exploring the intersection of living a soulful and spiritual life in a driven and ambitious world. Join me for life inspiration, practical how-tos, and interviews with people who are successfully living a soul-driven life. My name is Anna Hendricks, and I am your host. Thank you for being here. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Soul Driven Podcast. My name is Anna Hendricks. How's everyone doing today? <laughs> oh, I feel just like overwhelmed whenever I ask that question, uh, especially today. I'm filming this on Tuesday, day before this podcast comes out. I woke up to my Instagram feed being full of black squares. And all I got to say is 220 is no joke, right? I mean, no joke. Someone had posted on Facebook, I think yesterday or something like that, about like, it was a meme and it was like, did we, did we, uh, did we miss the killer wasps? Are we, are we cool? Did we, did we bypass that? (laughs) And I had to laugh because like any moment that I can laugh in the midst of all of this, I've got to do that for myself and you got to do that for yourself. It doesn't discount what is going on right now, but we do have to keep our heads up and we do have to keep moving forward. And I don't want to be negative, but I do want to share with you that this is only the beginning. And I don't say that to shock you, but we are only beginning to see the systems and structures that no longer serve us fall apart. And it's not gonna happen overnight. We have a lot, a lot, a lot built up in America, in this country that needs to fall that isn't working for us. And this is just the beginning. And we are very stubborn, we're divided, and we don't have any leadership. But I am fully confident that we will make it through this and that we will come out stronger and better together at the end of it. So I decided to push back this week's driven lesson because it just didn't feel right to talk about the topic I was going to share about when you know our, our, our nation is in such upheaval. Cities are burning, hearts are broken. And guess what? I get to choose what I'm talking about. So I'm changing it up. Because in lieu of everything that is going on, the protesting, you know, for George Floyd. I wanted to address that. So instead today, I'm going to read an essay that I shared on social media, and I hope that it resonates with you. If you want to talk to me about it afterwards, if you have questions, if you want to give me insight, feedback, whatever, feel free. Come find me on Instagram. Um, at Soul Driven Podcast, or you could find my personal at Anna Hendricks. This essay also correlates to an image that I'm going to be sharing as well on social media so that you have that context. But what's most important for me to encourage today is that we start having these uncomfortable conversations with each other. 
that we start talking about the prejudice that we have or the ignorance towards the black community and that we start finding our way towards the middle. I know that vulnerability can bring us together the fastest, right? <laughs> um, for me, that's a complicated subject. I was bullied very harshly by a black girl when I was in eighth grade and pretty much all throughout high school. She terrorized me. And so growing up, you know, past those ages, I was always afraid to have these conversations with my black friends or coworkers, folks that I was around. I didn't want to come off as being insensitive and I definitely didn't want to look ignorant. I was just scared. And so I didn't ask questions and I didn't get as educated as I needed to be. Um, and I didn't ask for folks to help me understand something that never made sense to me. I mean, <laughs> from the time I was a young girl, I can remember I was in Head Start, which is before kindergarten. And there was a black girl in my class and I was in love with her hair. <laughs> um, sometimes before class or like on lunch breaks or whatever, like, you know, like people would be doing each other's hair. I was always buying to get my hair French braided because I thought it was the most gorgeous thing. But I couldn't wait to get my hands in this girl's hair. I, I don't remember her names. Obviously been a very long time. But I was so fascinated with it. It was so soft and beautiful and capable of things mine was not. And I just, I mean, even though I had this bully in high school, you know, when I was younger, I mean, to me, black people have always been so regal and beautiful. So I never understood that what they were going through. And I never put myself really around racist people, um, nor did I hear many comments made. And if I did, like, I took myself out of that group very quickly. My parents are two different colors. My father is a very dark Spanish man. My mother has blonde hair and blue eyes. That girl is white. <laughs> um, my siblings and I, I am the lightest of us three. If you're like checking out my picture, like what is she talking about? Um, my younger sister dealt with a bit of racism. She's the darkest one of us. But I just thought like, man, you've got a tan year round, girlfriend. You have gorgeous skin. So a lot of this just kind of went over my head. But I missed out on so much learning because of that fear. And we must talk. We must have those hard, hard conversations. And we must listen to what the black community has to say. Because the thing is, they've gone for centuries without a voice, right? Nobody has listened to them. So listening is where we must start. But then we need to be honest. We need to talk. We need to learn to ask questions. We need to come together without the fear. So I'm going to read my essay. And again, just to reiterate, there is an image that I will be sharing with this that actually inspired me writing this. And um, so you'll see that. It is titled, I'll Be Honest. 
I'll be honest, when I first saw the news about George Floyd, I didn't feel much. Oh, another one, I thought and shook my head. Not because I didn't care, not because I'm insensitive, but I had just read about a black man being harassed by a white girl in the park for no reason. Ahmaud Arbery had just died by two white men for no reason, and justice clearly wasn't being served. I've watched for years as America got comfier and comfier on its couches and settled for less. Part of why we elected a reality show host as a president. And all that was happening seemed okay with this country, just another day. Sometimes when it feels like the world doesn't care, I turn off my heart to keep my head above water. Right or wrong, it's the truth. But that truth is part of the problem. Turning our heads won't change anything. And while I put, couldn't possibly do that, if George Floyd was in front of me, I basically did that when I passively accepted that George Floyd had been murdered. I'll be honest, when I first heard about looting and rioting, I said, that's not okay. And to be clear, I still don't condone looting or rioting. But I read more, felt more, and came across the perspective that lives are more important than property. And I thought, hell yes, they are. Then it hit me. Hundreds of millions of lives have been affected and devastated by racism for a long time, and no one has stopped it. How many people have tried to protest peacefully and been ignored? How many people have lost their jobs or lives for peacefully standing up? Sometimes things have to get loud to be heard, but that's only because the ears refuse to hear beforehand. And I agree that if it took looting to get us upset, then we're upset about the wrong thing. I'll be honest, when I first saw this graphic, I thought that's not okay. And I still don't condone burning buildings down, but I realized it's depicting the systems and structures that govern us, the ones who built a nation on the backs of racism, who gorge us on cheap food and then bankrupt us when we try to get better. It's the same government that demonizes immigration but won't lift a finger to create laws for it. The one who allows colleges to put millions of debt, millions in debt over outdated information while ramping up their sports programs. The one who doesn't give a shit about us unless we have something that it wants. It's time to burn it down. It's time to clear the chessboard and start over. It's time for America to decide who it does and does not want to be. Right now, it's saying that racism isn't welcome here and my heart sings for joy. But will it last? Will we remember a few weeks from now? Will we care? I don't know. But what I do know is that while I have many opinions, the only thing I need to do right now is listen. Listen to the stories, listen to the pain, listen to the otherness of men and women who've lived and experienced a life completely different from my own and learn everything I can to educate and better myself to guide others in doing the same, to accurately address the pointless rebuttals and to speak for those who can't. The truth is, I don't know enough about racism. I grew up watching my father endure it here and there, even experience it a bit myself, but nothing compared to what black men and women deal with every day. To me, their skin color was always so beautiful, their hair so unique, their muscle tone and athleticism enviable, 
So I didn't realize all that they deal with on a daily basis. But I'm learning. And I want to thank everyone who's been speaking out, who's protesting, who's sharing thought-provoking information and showing me how much I have to grow. I've always had a huge heart for the mistreated. I'm capable of getting violent in the name of someone else way faster than my own. But I know that there's more I can be doing. And this is my promise to do just that. That is my essay. And that is what I wanted to share with you today. As mentioned, I hope that it serves you. And if you would like to talk to me about it, I am happy to do so. I will go back to regularly, regular <laughs> programming next week. So in the meantime, I hope that you stay safe and well and that you love with your heart and you stay open in the midst of all of this. Until then.